Changing the story around pain. This is the Modern Pain Podcast, helping to improve the understanding and treatment of pain across the world through education, advice from experts in the field, personal stories from those living well with pain, and more. A modern approach to pain treatment, management, and education, while helping to bring the patient voice back to healthcare. This is the Modern Pain Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Mark Cardula. What is going on, everybody? It is Mark Cardula, lead faculty and CEO here at Modern Pain Care, where we make you the complete clinician. Um, coming at you this week with an episode related to some of the discussions we've been having again in our coaching group, um, and one that uh, Jared and I hold near and dear to our heart, as far as one that we've, you know, I've been fortunate enough to speak at CSM or maybe it was APTA. Uh, I don't even remember what their meeting, their other yearly meeting that no longer exists is called, but uh, been able to discuss the osteoarthritis topic uh, in the past. And it's one that I think as a whole in a healthcare system, man, we still don't do well and do our patients justice by how we pathologize folks and limit folks a lot of times by labeling and nocebic communications around osteoarthritis. But today's episode, we're going to talk about dosing uh, exercise around osteoarthritis because it's a common question we get. There's a big movement in our profession that really incorporates strength and conditioning principles, which I think is a great movement. Um, but it, there's a nuanced discussion I think needs to be had about when and how and with who that we're going to have today. But uh, before we have that discussion, let's uh, hear how Jared's doing. How are you doing, Jared? Doing good today, man. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a topic I'm pretty excited about. And I, I think, um, you know, as you and I talked about beforehand, before we came on live, <clears throat> we can probably make, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight. 10 episodes off of, we could talk for a long time on this because, uh, exercise is, you know, one of the primary things that we do and dosing exercise is one of the primary, you know, avenues of critical thinking and clinical reasoning that we, we use. Uh, and this is something that has come up literally almost every, uh, coaching call that I've been on with, with our, with our groups, you know, we're talking about dosing for different exercises and nuances of dosing and dosing for, you know, different uh, outcomes and different painful conditions and that sort of stuff. So it, it comes up a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's one that I definitely struggle with myself in my journey as a clinician, as far as who, how much, when, once, what do you, how do you know if you're going too much or too little? Um, but you know, God, there's crepitus in this joint. Are you sure I should be monkeying with that? I think we get freaked out about that as clinicians. But, uh, one of the, I think the common threads that we hear with it is just, you know, in this thought of like, again, strength and conditioning, I love it. The fact that we're getting into it and, you know, depending on your setting, that might be something that you're really incorporating more early on and right off the bat, if you're working in more of a performance setting, but a lot of us are probably are, who are listening, you know, work with more of a rehab setting, more, you know, dealing with folks who are actively in pain or struggling. Um, so there's probably a difference and I, well, there is a difference, uh, in my practice for sure. And I know in yours, when it comes to, Hey, am I dosing for rehab or am I dosing for performance? So can you speak to a little bit of that, uh, kind of, you know, th- those continuums, I guess that exist in the clinic, because I, there's just, sometimes I think clinicians, we jump into yeah, like strength conditioning, let's go hypertrophy, strength, power, let's get after it. Um, which again, for in the right client, for the right scenario at the right time, that's beautiful. Let's go. Um, for some people, maybe not. So how do you, how do you, how do you navigate that in your practice, Jared? I mean, <clears throat> I think the first thing we need to do is actually talk about the whole, the, the swinging pendulum, right? Uh, I would say maybe 15, 20 years ago, based on my understanding and, you know, when I was in PT school and all that sort of stuff, uh, dosing exercise primarily seemed to kind of follow along the, well, this is rehab exercise. This isn't 
any other type of exercise. It's it's different. So we do things different because it's about motor control and it's about endurance and uh, these type of muscles and it's about stabilizers and it's about correcting posture and stuff, right? So you had this like whole rehab exercise mindset. And now I feel like at least in a lot of people, there's like the whole pendulum thing where it's swinging so far over to say, well, all of your exercise, it has to be specifically programmed for power, or you need to be working on, you know, specific muscle hypertrophy, you need to be working on developing this rate of force production, you need to be working on, you know, creating X amount of strength in this particular muscle or this particular movement. And maybe some of the nuance of looking at patient specific factors, and dose response when it comes to pain, uh, has really gotten lost in the in the mix there's not there's not necessarily a lot of nuance there because it's like the two ends of the spectrum of well it's rehab exercise and it's totally different or no exercise is exercise is exercise and you just need to dose based on these parameters uh which is falsely predicated upon the idea that pain is a result of muscle weakness or pain as a result of decreased endurance or pain as a result of the inability to produce a sufficient amount of power or whatever it is. And we just really don't have any evidence at all that uh, pain is caused by weakness or pain is caused by, you know, not having some arbitrary sufficient amount of endurance or power or whatever it is. So I think that those two ends of the spectrum have been going on over the last couple of decades. And as usual, the the better and more reasonable approach is probably somewhere in the middle and that probably shifts a little bit, you know, back and forth with different patients at different time with different, you know, uh, presentations. What do you think about that, Mark? No, I, I think it's probably what spurred this episode is just the pendulum. And we see like we've had some of our, our like I said, coaching folks who are just load it, just load it. I just need to load. And I think, you know, it comes to this like almost to where we're just like default to it versus a reasoned approach to when that patient fits towards the more strength and conditioning and we're going to go after that versus just assuming that having a clinical process where you're going to let the case in front of you decide that and and not just impose our want to get folks chucking trap bars and and barbells around, which I love the fact that we're doing more of it. It's just, again, I think we need to be more nuanced and not get to where we're swinging pendulums. And I think it's just human to learn something new and want to just like jump on the wagon and like get excited about it. And there's nothing wrong with that, but just again, own the bias you bring into that context and don't try to impose it on your patient. Um, especially how do you know if that patient's responding well to this kind of more strength and conditioning uh, type, you know, method of applying load versus maybe more nuanced, you know, understanding that specific human's uh, background with load um, instead of just, again, going that. But I, I would agree. I think um, this, this we got to find the middle for most of our patients and maybe we drift more towards performance, drift more towards rehab. Um, but to, to dichotomize it, it's either this or that. I think, you know, you're, you're going to set yourself up for struggles because I think it can, some of it can coexist. Both those sides of things can coexist within an equation, you might be able to do some endurance work on a patient who also is rehabbing. You know, I've had folks where God, they're rehabbing a shoulder, yet they want to keep their cardio up. Let's go kill it on the air bike, the airdyne for a little bit and get you sweat and get you moving. And lo and behold, their test retest on their shoulder starts feeling better because they're, you know, pumping in a bunch of endogenous stuff in the system. So I think, again, the more, you know, nuanced approach is definitely one, as always, that usually is, is probably a better um, thought process with it. Um, 
uh, yeah, again, like I said, I, I'm happy that we're, we're we're bringing in some of these principles. I've felt great, grossly underprepared for strength and uh, conditioning principles in my practice. I think we had like a lecture two on therapeutic exercise as far as when it comes to like the dosing type parameters. And then it was just like, felt like I entered the clinic, like, oh, good luck. See what works. I don't know. We don't really have a lot to help you with. Um, and then, you know, we're lucky. We got uh, Joe Camerato and CJ De Palma who are going to come on uh, and partner with us at Modern Pain Care for their Across the Continuum program, which is going to start tackling these loading issues with patients and starting to understand some of the specifics of this. But where do you think um, we could do better as far as choosing load for our patient and, and understanding maybe where we start with patients on loading, especially we're, we're talking about osteoarthritis uh, today. So let's, we're, I almost forgot that we we're kind of more of a focused episode today. But where do you think we could better, you know, tailor that load to maybe that rehab versus performance for the unique ind- individual in front of us, Jared? Well, you know, when when we're talking about osteoarthritis specifically, I think that maybe some of the loading concepts that that come about uh, or, you know, people's approaches are, are probably founded in a maybe a less than, you know, up to date concept of osteoarthritis. Right. Because traditionally we've said osteoarthritis is this, uh, you know, wear and tear type of condition that, you know, your knee only has, you know, a million bends in it. And once you get to a million bends or a million squats, then it just starts to wear out and it starts to fall apart. Uh, So I think that that has led us to maybe underloading people uh, to some degree, but then conversely, you know, we have a lot of maybe new age people saying, well, you have this osteoarthritis of the knee because your quad is weak because we have data that shows that people with knee OA tend to have weakness in their knee and it, in particular in their, their knee extensors. So <clears throat> those people are saying, well, you're, you, it's a kind of a post hoc reasoning to say, well, your knee must hurt because your quad is weak instead of saying, well, maybe they're maybe their quad is weak because their knee feels like shit and they're offloading it and they have, you know, protective, you know, mechanisms at play that are reducing force output, or maybe they've been, you know, disuse atrophy because it has hurt and they haven't bent their knee for, for years under load. So again, the kind of the two ends of the spectrum there. Um, but if we recognize that osteoarthritis is maybe this, uh, you know, metabolic process and sensitivity process where it's not necessarily about weakness and it's not necessarily about uh, your joint being worn out or whatever. Uh, And and we, we understand that your nervous system has two main things that it can do. It can either sensitize or it can habituate, right? Uh, And if somebody's knee really, really hurts and it's, you know, flared up and it's, it's painful, well, then maybe it's sensitive right now. And what we need to do is try to habituate that. So we need to find a dose of exercise that can, you know, or, or a dose of load that can start to stimulate that area, start to exercise, start to add any sort of load to that area. And then we assess the response to that load right? We see if there's a dramatic flare up. We see if there's a little bit of pain during, we, we see if there's, you know, a mild flare up that's, that that's gone within, you know, a few hours or gone within a day, they recover really quickly. So then we need to start thinking about in this way, we need to start thinking about volume 
uh, intensity and frequency, right? These are the three things that we probably really, really need to think about when we're, when we're looking at dosing up somebody with knee osteoarthritis due to sensitive pathways in their knee and sensitive tissues in their knee as a result of this metabolic process and, and gradual, you know, peripheral sensitization, neuroplastic changes. And we need to maybe not think about how much weight is this and does the rep range fall into strengthening or hypertrophy or power or whatever it is and start thinking about, well, what's the volume of exercise or load that I put this person under today and how did they respond to it? And then I'm going to gradually increase this volume. And as after that, I'm going to gradually increase the frequency to see if they're getting a bigger, you know, a better recovery capacity. And then I'm going to gradually increase the intensity and start loading that joint more and more and more with heavier weight or with higher speeds or with bigger ranges of motion. So that's kind of how I think about things is I'm looking at volume, then I'm looking at frequency to look at recovery capacity, then I'm going to look at intensity. And once I get somebody that doesn't have a lot of you know, uncomfortable knee pain, well, then I might actually start thinking about strength or I might start thinking about power and saying, hey, I want you to be able to get up off the floor. I want you to be able to be explosive going up and down stairs. Now that we've habituated your knee to be less sensitive and less painful, let's actually start looking at uh, loading principles from a, a performance or a functional standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So again, you can kind of your pendulum just swung from the more rehab to performance within one case. And that's often where it moves. And I, one of the things I think you spoke about there, which I think is worth discussing even a little bit further is this habituation concept. And this, I think tendency, especially I know for this therapist that when somebody had a painful OA joint or something, it was a lot of this passive, restful, you know, pain modifying. And again, not that that's completely wrong. You can do some, you know, Carol Courtney's done some great work around the OA doing some just kind of kind of pain modulating mobilizations to the knee to, to help improve some, you know, uh, some uh, pain scores and different things like that. So you can improve pain through that, but the best way to habituate to a stimulus is adding the stimulus to at, at a level that the, the body can habituate to. So if you don't have the stimulus they're struggling with in the equation of your treatment, you know, it's going to be, why would you expect them to get better at loading when you're still doing, when they're laying on a bed all day with, with you doing, cause I don't, that doesn't feel good. And some patients love it. And I think that can be a big barrier for some people that like it too much because it can feel great on a bed, but what, how's it feel in life is the question I always ask patients. And, um, that can obviously be a disconnect for some, but I think, you need to be willing to load and you as a therapist and and if you have implicit fears and and uh, avoidance of that l stimulus in your caseload then i think it's something i definitely have had to navigate that earlier in my career as far as you know you got to get over the fact that yeah joints need to be loaded there is some pain and you've brought up some good you know kind of concepts as far as how are they recovering you know it's a similar thing we talked with ben smith stuff around the shoulder as far as like painful exercise versus non-painful exercise. I think if we make it things zero out of 10 pain contingent, you're going to limit a lot of people's loading capacity and you're going to limit that ability to habituate if you if you go into that um, clinical scenario where you're saying, I can't exercise unless it's a zero. But the other load I would just be mindful of because <clears throat> I think we tend to want to get into physio physiology and do percent one RM and stuff, which again, isn't wrong. But what's the psychological load on that patient to start loading their joint? I think then that might be a whole other podcast. But I think we, we, we tend to look at load as a mainly just this, you know, mechanical physiological variable where I would argue some of the biggest changes I've seen with patients in clinic is when they make this switch of like, 
you know what? It is okay for me. And you know, good God, I did, you did have me do that leg press and I can get off of this chair and feel like it doesn't hurt now. I mean, and then they, I mean, you have that conversation with them, they unpack that. And that all of a sudden that psychological load starts lowering and, and not because you're, I have a psychological meter that can measure that because they're telling you it is, you know, you don't necessarily need some sort of, you know, objective measure when they tell you, Hey, it is a lot less. I do feel a lot more confident to load this thing. So I think that's one thing I would just look at with it too. But <clears throat> I like, you know, your approach, uh, as far as the volume versus frequency versus intensity progressions definitely seems to, to be the way to go about it that I've seen in clinic that works best for me as well, as far as really looking at going more volume without heavy loads. And then how is this patient recovering as far as maybe they need a day or between maybe they need two days between loading sessions. If they're really struggling with, you know, some of that condition pain modulation, they have maybe a lot of more nociplastic pain mechanisms at play, maybe some more top down type things. Again, we don't have perfect ways to measure that stuff, but, um, but again, you can at least have thoughtful ways to, to approach these things and thinking of these variables versus, looking at a percent chart on your, um, you know, on our, your one RM scale, and then going off of that, I think we can do a lot better as far as tailoring that load. <clears throat> what do you think? Uh, we could, we could go on for days about this, Jared. Um, what do, what do you think of what else do we need to talk about in this episode? Man, you know, I think that, you know, I, I really want to talk a lot more about the psychological load aspect of it. And, and I kind of, uh, you know, I touched on that by talking about, you know, more modern understandings of osteoarthritis. And, and I think that that's a conversation that we need to have with people to help reduce the psychological load. But I, I do think that that is probably, and, and, and that's got to be a separate podcast because I think that we can go into some pretty good depth on that. Yeah, no. And that's what our next episode will be. It will be the psychological load of loading um, and, and maybe exercise. We'll, we'll, we'll play with the title. Jared and I always like to fiddle with that, but yeah, stay tuned for that. And if um, those of you who are listening who are having troubles with this this, this uh, in clinic with the real people you're working with, how do I know to regress, progress? Am I doing too much? Am I understanding the psychological load of this patient? How do I do that? How do I even know what psychological loads on the patient? Then you know, feel free to to contact us, reach out over social media. Um, we're we're doing this with clinicians right now in our coaching program, our complete clinician supercharged coaching program, where we have clinicians where we're weekly having coaching calls and, and discussing cases and discussing these exact topics within your practice, within the people that you're currently struggling with, getting some solutions to those trouble scenarios that you're struggling with, scratching your head with, the same things that we've scratched our head with in the past. And the whole reason we created this program is because we got tired of a weekend with people where we you know, do our best to instill some of the stuff within them. But then I didn't know how people went forward with their with what they've learned and how they've been able to apply it in their practice. And I always felt for me personally, clinically, once that weekend course, it, it's one thing to see it done on a stage on a con ed course. It's a much different scenario when it's with the, the, the grind of my really busy schedule in clinic. How do I fit this in? How do I make it work with this unique person in front of me? So um, if you're interested in, in looking into that more and getting some coaching or mentoring in your practice, jump on modernpaincare.com forward slash supercharged, and we can have a conversation and see if that's something that's a good fit for you. Jared and I are uh, confident, and, and this is the way we want to move forward because we think this is the best way we're going to be able to help people make the change that was a mighty struggle for us in our practice. Um, so again, reach out to us over uh, social media or via that link, and we're happy to have some discussions with you to see if it's a good fit. Any parting thoughts you have before we wrap this one up, Jared? Yeah, you know, I, I just like to anybody out there listening, if you guys enjoy these these podcast episodes and you have any like 
particular specific topics that you would like us to maybe take a dive into, definitely reach out to us, send us a message, comment on one of the posts, uh, get in contact with us any, any way you can, you know, we're all over social media so we can actually, you know, maybe develop some content or talk about a topic that, uh, you, you want to hear because, but what, what are we doing if we're not actually putting out content that is directly what people listening want to hear? So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Yeah. As you can hear, the last few episodes have basically been episodes. What are our folks in our coaching program struggling with? Well, let's make some episodes on it that might help some other folks who are listening. Um, who are dealing with the same struggles, because usually one person who's having the same a question, there's many more people who've had those same questions. And Jared, have, Jared and I have recognized the questions we're hearing as the same ones we struggled with in clinical practice. So I would uh, echo what Jared said. Yeah, reach out to us. We're ha- These episodes are to help you guys and to help us move the needle forward of better patient care, better pain care across PT, chiropractic, osteopathic, massage therapy, whatever profession you may be in. Maybe you're a patient who's listening and wants to learn more about some of these things. Um, obviously, consult a medical professional before you take our word for uh, things as uh, you want to get a good exam before you do all that stuff. But hopefully these episodes have been valuable to you. Again, reach out if you have any questions and we will talk to you next time. This has been another episode of the Modern Pain Podcast with Dr. Mark Karchula. Join us next time as we continue our journey to help change the story around pain. For more information on the show, visit modernpaincare.com. Also, visit the Pain Masterminds Network on Facebook for free education and resources. This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. Please consult a licensed professional for your specific medical needs. Changing the story around pain. This is the Modern Pain Podcast.